You have three voicemails. How did you get into video making? How did you get into video making? <laughs> if you were to yeah. summarize, what is creativity to you? Creativity to me is... I think we should talk about Bit Devils first. We haven't even talked about Bit Devils. Oh yeah, what is Bit Devils? Hello there. Welcome to the show where we have the convos about Vietnam, you know. Hello there and welcome to Convo Comrades, a conversation with the community about Vietnam. We are in the second episode of Topical 2, where Long and I discovered and discuss more about creativity, the creative process, and what's it like to create something. How's your yogurt? <laughs> it's out. Helps lower cholesterol. Yeah. Does it help you to stop peaking? Because it's still bloody peaking. <laughs> I don't know what's the reason. I think this is the problem with free platforms. Maybe lower your voice. <laughs> that can help. <laughs> I'm speaking. Let me lower the volume. How about now? Yeah, it doesn't help when you say, let me lower the volume. How about now? <laughs> <laughs> How about now? How about now? It's better. Uh <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, let's begin. What is there to talk about creativity? Well, you were going to ask me about video making. Oh, yes. Video making. How did you get into video making? How did you get into video making? <laughs> <laughs> Are you asking me? Through me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so video making started. It started when I left Saint 319. Mm. And I went over to the UK for university, right? So I made a video to essentially, it's kind of like a lock up the memories of me with St. 319. And I released it literally just before I got on the plane. And then I turned off all of my notifications, of course, like turn off my, my phone and, and all, all of that stuff. And then after a 13 hour flight, I went back, uh, I came to the UK, came to London and I checked my phone and it blew up. And back then it was literally blowing up. Like, well, it's not literally blowing up, but it was crazy, <laughs> right? It was yeah. like, I don't know, 50 shares or something, which back mm. then, like 10 years ago, was crazy and the video got like 40 50,000 views overnight and it was crazy and the inspiration i got from that was really based off nigahiga so mm. i watched a lot of nigahiga videos and i was really inspired in how the way he made his videos and the jokes that he makes through videography so that's how yeah. it started ah i see so where is it now you're still on the channel, man. What you want about? <laughs> no, as in your video making journey, right? If you, if you, I can hide it. No, which uh, which server specifically? <laughs> yeah, it's not that good of a joke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like your video making journey. Where is it now compared to that Saint uh, three nineteen farewell video? It's evolved, I would say. It's evolved. Um, so it starts off with the farewell video. 
And then I started doing more sort of dance covers and dance choreographies by myself. And that's when I leveraged on the skill set that I learned from Saint 319 to do my own videos, right? So it's mm. not just videoing the dance and the yeah. technique behind videoing the dance. It's about telling the story before and after the dance as well. And why mm-hmm. there was a dance in the first place and what that dance was trying to tell. Yeah. Or what it was trying to say. And then... There was a point when I realized that, okay, yeah, I do all these dance videos. I get a lot of views. I get a lot of attention, but my creativity wasn't really fulfilled. Mm. And then I started doing vlogs because that's when I watched Casey Neistat. And for those who don't know, he revolutionized the concept of daily vlogging. Mm. And basically there's this old ass man, like 35 or 40 years old in New York wearing sunglasses, even though if it's like, if he's indoors, he still wears sunglasses, rides around New York on a skateboard, talks about technology and anything that pops up in his life. And it's just so, something about it is just so attractive. And it makes people get sucked up and they want to consume the content. And he mm. makes a video about his life. Like it's a 10 minute to 15 minute video every single day for, I, I don't know how many years. And if you think about it, you video everything that happens in the day. He goes back home, he edits everything and he chucks it up on the internet the next day. And he does it mm. over and over again. He didn't miss one single day. And it was absolutely crazy. Of course, he went viral. He's got like four to five million subscribers or something, or at least three million, if I remember correctly. And it just revolutionized the format of daily vlogging. Mm. People in the past, they were like, what the hell? Why would they care about someone's life on a daily basis? Yeah. But then he made it. And then so many other influencers and even celebrities started doing daily vlogging. Yeah. And that inspired me to start to do vlogging, right? So mm. aside from just doing choreographies, I started to think about, okay, why don't I just tell aspects of my life? And the first, the first event or first instance where I tried that format, do you know when? When? It was our Euro trip 2016. That was generally the first time. We went, we went to Slovenia, we went to Czech Republic, uh, we went to all of these places, and it was just me, you, Mango, and, and, and Lan, right? Mm. The four of us. And that's when I got tricked, and they, I think they scammed me when we were exchanging money in Czech Republic as well. Yeah. So a lot of funny, interesting stories then. But Euro 2016, that was the first time when I actually tried just vlogging and telling mm. stories of each day, and how it happened throughout the course of, I think, a week and a half to two weeks. Um, My channel did terribly from then onwards. (laughs) Okay. Because the audience, they were accustomed, and the subscribers, they were geared, and they were programmed to watch dance choreographies and dances. Yeah. But this guy is just telling his life story and his trips in Europe. And honestly, I raised my hand. I admit that, you know, it wasn't the best. (laughs) I could have done better. Um, The way I told the story, the way I edit the videos, um, there was definitely no cinematic segments, you know, all that stuff. None of that was in there. But I just wanted to do something different because 
I kind of felt that I conquered the world of dancing and I mm. knew the formula to get the views. Yeah. And it didn't intellectually and creatively fulfilled me anymore. So that's why I made yeah. the switch. Yeah. And you're talking about way in the past. So of course, now in the present, there are things we could do better. But uh, you, you mentioned like a cinematic segment, right? That's in your formula now of vlogging. Yep. But Casey Neistat doesn't have that. So uh, I'd say, right? He doesn't have, I don't watch Casey Neistat. Exactly. But it's still very... Uh, His style is very different. Attractive. So yeah. I th- I, I, and where did you get this uh, cinematic segment influence from? Okay, so it goes to the next phase of my YouTube life. <laughs> <laughs> so whereas, you know, then I did like all of that, my year, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, and then I started doing my year 2018. Now that's when it changed a lot. Mm. And my year 2018, it's really, Sam Coder was the next influence in my life. So mm. it was Saint 319 dance covers, then it become, and then it became, choreographers in the West and mm. then it became Casey Neistat and now we introduced Sam Coder and for those who don't know Sam Coder is probably one of the best if not the best travel and lifestyle YouTubers on YouTube his mm. work is absolutely amazing and he made a name for himself and his style is based off his cinematic travel movies Mm. And the most famous one and the most well-known one and the one that really actually developed this whole new genre of travel cinematic films is My Year 2016. And when I watched that, I remember I was like absolutely mind blown because I heard Sam Coder multiple times. People mention it, people whom I follow, right? And people just say Sam's work is great. I watched some of his videos in the past. I wasn't really intrigued, to be honest. Mm. It didn't really inspire me that much. But then when I watched My Year 2016, I realized, okay, he's the real deal. In your words, Long, he's the shit. Like, he is, <laughs> he's the shit. Like, because jumping from Casey Neistat's videos, which are a bit friendlier, relatable, very rough, less heavy on the edit, to Sam's type of videos, which is heavy editing, very cinematic, a lot of what put on sound design and color grading, etc. Mm. You realize that, oh shit, there's a new genre here on YouTube that I didn't know about. Mm. I watched, I started watching a lot. I started following him a lot and it influences not just the way I make videos, but the way I see aesthetics. I see things that are, do they look nice or not? Are they premium enough, right? Is yeah. the content premium? Does it come across as, okay, this is something that brands would like to attach themselves to, right? Yeah. And it started changing my, the uh, Vietnamese word is bourgeois, right? The rationale yeah. and the understanding of mm. content and video making. So Sam changed me a lot. And that's when I started doing something like my year 2018. Looking back, it was actually not bad based on the experience that I had, my year 2018, that project mm. that I did. But then every year from then onwards, I started doing a my year because that to me is the ultimate creativity fulfillment. So yeah. my year 2019, The year of three commitments, and that's, that was the year when I proposed to Mango. My year 2020, telling the story of COVID and how it affected so many different people, especially people who like travel and creativity. 
And then my year 2021, how COVID still sustained and how people in the creative space have to deal with it, right? So different stories and different my year stories. So the way I understand this is in you, in, inside of you, inside of you, (laughs) casual laughing with friends. What's wrong? Yeah. Inside, you know, sometimes you laugh just by yourself. That's the thing. <laughs> you say be, something and you just laugh. There'll be audiences laughing with me right now. We just don't know. Probably your mom. <laughs> 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 okay, sometimes inside. No, sometimes inside. Right now, inside of you, there are three genres of video, right? As I see it. First of all is a vlog. Relatable, daily influence from Kaylee, Kaylee, Casey Neistat. Okay. And then comes Sam Coda cinematic segment into it. And now your vlog transform, transformed from just purely relatable to relatable combined with cinematic. And your my year is full on cinematic with storytelling in the background. Uh, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, peaking, peaking. Oh my god, oh. <laughs> don't Jesus. laugh, man. And when you laugh, like laugh like this, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's easy on the ear. I would say I get the showmanship and the theatricals from dance, hmm. I get the relatable storytelling and the casualness and the friendliness from Casey Neistat. Mm. And I get the visuals and the cinematic from Sam. Mm. And all three at the moment, you put it together. That's why at the moment I'm getting the attention that I'm getting for my Manchester United videos. Mm. And now we go to the next phase, Mm. which is Manchester United. So for those who don't know, my channel at the moment is blowing up. Mm. And it's really based off the content that I'm making regarding Manchester United and the match day experience at Man United. Now, I didn't know it was going to blow up this much until I released a video of Ronaldo coming back to United and he's scoring the final at the final minute in a Champions League match mm. that won us the game. And the feeling was astronomical. And I just wanted to make a vlog about it. Okay, so I'll make a vlog. Right? Yeah. I put together the storytelling aspect. I put together the cinematic aspects in certain areas of the vlog where it shows mm. the grandeur, the, the, the magnificence of Manchester United and Old Trafford. Mm-hmm. But I also put together you know, the storytelling and the casualness and the relatability of what it's like to go into a match and experience it. Yeah. And then coupled with that in terms of the showmanship of when to draw focus on which segments or which areas to focus on and which are the segments that are more of, okay, it's a process segment. I'm walking from A to B, right? Mm. So it doesn't need to have that much focus. So that's the, that's the thing that I get from dance or when I'm choreographing, right? Mm. So all of that combined together, coupled with the fact that it's good editing that I learned from Sam, et cetera, as well. All of that, it's just the formula for success because Mm. someone 
in Vietnam at the moment, I only realize this now, that they love Man United so much, but they would not have, at least in the next five years or so, in the short term, they wouldn't have the ability and the resources to go to the UK and see it live. Hmm. And they rely on people like me to tell the story and to make them feel like they're part of the match day experience. Hmm. And I got so many comments, like it can even go to the hundreds of comments saying that, thank you so much for bringing Manchester United to me and bringing hmm. Old Trafford to me because I'm not going to get the chance to go to Old Trafford. And I realized something that, okay, there's this huge demand, absolutely astronomical demand in the country to hmm. know more about what it's like to be over here and to understand the football culture and what it's like to be sitting in the stands of Man United. Now, Man United vlogging and in Vietnamese is not new. Mm. Other people have done it before. But I don't think they've got the skill set that I've got from all of these other experiences to mm -hmm. package it in the product that I've done mm. and deliver it to everyone. And it's been quite consistent across so many games as well. So that's yeah. the thing that it seems like it's the formula for success at the moment. And why, yeah. you know, each Man United vlogs get at least 150,000 views. It's insane. Mm. And you have the advantage of distance too, right? You're here in the UK. Exactly. But then I was saying, some people do make vlogs when they travel to Man United, but it's just not as good because they yeah. don't have, let's say, the editing capability, they don't yeah. have the storing yeah. capability, the cinematic segments, etc. all of that. Everything is in one package. Yeah, and that takes a lot of time. It's a journey for you to accumulate all those sort of skills and yeah, exactly. uh, technique. And I would say like a lot of people, when you look at them, for example, and they get views and all that stuff, it takes time. Hmm. Even Casey Neistat, there were thousands of videos that he made before that no one knew about. Hmm. Thousands of videos. But then he learned video editing and storytelling through those videos so that now when he started, or not now, but a few years ago, when he started doing daily vlogging, he was a success. Same for Sam. Like I told you, right? I watched so many of his other videos. I wasn't really that inspired. But hmm. all of that accumulated... And it brought him the skills required and the experience required to make the My Year 2016 video. And now mm. it's Hey Tim and all the other videos that he's made on the channel as well, right? So success, I mean, I, I can't really say that at the moment I'm getting success, but it's the closest to success that I've gotten so far. Yes. And it's based off years and years of experience. And it's mm. like 10 years on YouTube already fucking 10 years that's a long time right <laughs> on youtube but it's about getting experience from so many different sources and that's where this creative i mean going back to our point and topic that's where creativity mm. comes from it comes from so many different areas in life but then you piece them together into this thing that it's new yeah. and it brings value to people yeah and it's not copy because you you are just influenced by by whatever you're influenced by, right? But you combine it with your own experience and with other sources. And this new product that you created is uniquely attached to only yourself. And that is creativity. I mean, it's... I've only understood this concept uh, very recently when I in, get involved with creativity work with music. Mm -hmm. But before that, I, I, the concept of creativeness, it's 
I hardly grasped it. I didn't know what it is, how to to be it. Uh, <laughs> so if, if you were to yeah. summarize, what is creativity to you? Creativity to me is using whatever resources you have, both um, intellectual and you know physical, whatever you've gathered, you've learned and you have to make something that's new. Okay, what I've just uttered out is new. Is that creativity? I think so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> no, that's not creativity. That's bullshit. There's <laughs> a load of crap. <laughs> no, I think but creativity to... is, is what you said. Yeah, yeah, sorry, you were saying? I, I think it has to fit the purpose. So whatever you're trying to do, using what you have, what you learned, does that product fit the purpose of what you're trying to achieve? I think it has to bring value. Yeah, the purpose, value. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> My purpose yeah. is to bring value. Basically, what I've just said just now doesn't bring value to anyone, right? It's it, it a could. load of it crap. Could. What do you it mean? Could. <laughs> no, let's say it could bring value to someone. Oh, you might use it as one of your tracks. Ring, 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 and I put it into a rhythm. Ring, ding, 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 ding. Hey, that's that's copy. Yeah, someone made that track already. We're going to get demonetized. Not that we're getting monetized anyway, because we don't have enough views and subscribers. Yeah. Um. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, overall, I think it's what you said coupled with the fact that it has to bring some sort of value, right? And value here has to possibly, I mean, each person values differently, like um, an economist will think of pricing and money, right? In monetary terms. And someone on social media will think about likes and views and all that stuff. What are you doing? <laughs> Nothing. So value here has to, maybe it has to be relevant to a particular domain, right? Uh, a particular sector or a particular practice, maybe. Yeah, but I agree. But it's so satisfying, right? When you create something uniquely yours with that, oh shit, I'm the shit moment. It's it's very satisfying for me. And I only get that with music. I don't, I don't get it with anything else. Why is that so? I don't know. Like, for example, video making. I also make videos. Do you? <laughs> yeah, I, I love I love acting. I have to say, I love acting. I love being funny. I love to entertain other people. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I, I find an outlet to do that, which is just vlogging or filming videos. Yep. But I, I realize that I don't like editing video so i've been filming so do, you a lot like, do you like editing audio <laughs> yes i like editing music not audio <laughs> <laughs> good right I, i was gonna trick you <laughs> <laughs> i like editing music musical melodies yeah not audio as such okay but uh so yeah, I, initially I thought, yeah, okay, let me get into vlogging or video making. But then I, I found out that this is not my thing because mm -hmm. I can't, whenever I open a project or whenever I open the, the laptop just to edit, mm -hmm. I can't bring myself to do it. 
Why? It doesn't draw me in. Okay. I find every excuse I can to, okay, let's take a break. Okay. But compared to that course from Timberland, I sat there. I think it was like five hours or something. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beat, beat, beat. Same with music. I could be there experimenting this sound, that sound, this arrangement. So you can sit there for like six hours straight and it's completely fine. Yes, and it's completely fine. But with video editing, Mm -hmm. I find a process of, okay, what did I film? (laughs) Or, okay, what what should I do for my storytelling? What's my story? Mm -hmm. I find a process not that interesting okay and so i couldn't stick person, with it then. yeah yeah i couldn't stick with it i understand the process but it doesn't motivate me to do it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so what's next then so obviously you're waiting for your new laptop which is never going to come but okay <laughs> so for those who don't know long is always <laughs> delaying making new songs because he's always waiting for the latest iMac or macbook or whatever <laughs> and it's been six months or something right has it been six months or a year it's been six months six months it's, six it's, months. it's been six months and i told him like you have to consider opportunity cost because in six months what i did was i created a brand and it's reaching ten thousand subscribers so that's the opportunity cost and i'm telling you look you're, you're always i'm not even kidding this opportunity cost is a big thing is a big deal right and in six months you could have mm. learned so many things you could have been you could have been the shit now but you are still shit <laughs> <laughs> You can know exactly. Yeah, it, the exactly. Copy, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not even sure if it's still going to be six months because it can be nine months, it can be a year. I don't know when you're buying your new. You're always <laughs> saying that you need a new laptop because your current laptop is not good enough. Uh, I ask you, why aren't you buying just the latest version? Because well, they're going to release even a better version soon. And look, yeah, basically, it's it's your decision, right? But I mm. want to ask you, when there is a new laptop coming out and when you're going to purchase it, what is your next step? That's going to be deep, deep music making. I'm just going to go all in, experiment. I think this is when, for music making, there, there are a lot of phases. The phase where you get hooked into it, you learn about it, and you learn how to make basic things which I've achieved. Okay, I know how to make a song now. Basic things. Mm-hmm. But um, now the next step is finding my own style. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, now from whatever I've learned, let's experiment around and find a true sound that, that, that rings my name. And just experiment. So then after getting that new laptop and getting that CPU power, SSD storage, <laughs> I'm gonna just go in, make a lot of music that's gonna be experimental, and hope hope that in that process I'm gonna find my style, and hope that there's gonna be a song in particular that hits millions of people. My name rise up. <laughs> no okay <laughs> so it's like me, casey neistat right you, so, he makes lots of videos before yeah yeah so 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 to me at the moment you're kind of like me back in uni <laughs> yeah, <I must> say. <laughs> so i'm still experimenting you know trying to understand what's going on. okay so tell me in five years time mm. what what do you look like ideally what's your ideal state ideally yeah 
ideal state. Yes, <laughs> you made that clear. <laughs> My dream state would be I would be making music full time. Yeah, right. I could yeah. be. Um, well, your wife's mother is gonna spit on that. <laughs> <laughs> but if it make millions, right? No one's gonna say anything against that. Yeah, and they will say something if I'm doing this and not making any money. Yeah. <laughs> so, as sad as it may sound, right? Money is always the the gauge of success uh, for whatever you do. Unless you already have a lot of money, then you just don't care what people say. Can you stick to the question, please? <laughs> I'm a politician. <laughs> What was the question? Ideal state. Yes. Making music full time. That's it. I have my own studio with my expensive gear and equipment, where I update my MacBook every year. <laughs> to, to get the yeah, latest RAM. Are you a freelancer? Are you an influencer? Are you a company owner? What are you? Like, be specific. Up to now, I only think that I can be a not a company owner. I I don't like owning companies. I like why the, not? Because company owners doesn't create music. They put resources together and they okay. So you you want to be the actual artist? Yes, in the process, the actual artist or the actual creator. Maybe yeah, not ar artist. Ar artist here is not the person singing. What I'm saying is, artist is in the purest sense the person who creates art. Yes, the content creator. That's okay. it. I I love make I love the process of making music. Yeah. Uh, and it could be I'm an employee within a uh, record label, and they employ me to produce tracks. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, mm, your wife's mother is going to spit, spit on that. <laughs> <laughs> But if it's like no, for example, right, my role model. I think everything starts with a role model. If you don't see someone do it, then it's hard for you to imagine what sort of career that you're going to aim for. Okay. Um, uh, a role model for me is uh, Blackpink's producer. Suddenly, I forgot his name now. Yeah. <laughs> Great role model, you. <laughs> I think it starts with Kim. <laughs> <laughs> Great guess. I mean, probability of hitting that is pretty high, isn't it? <laughs> But uh, he he is the YG. YG is the company. Is the record label, right? Yeah. Uh, he's the producer for YG for so long, and he produced track for Big Bang, mm -hmm. for Twenty uh, One. Yeah, and now Blackpink. Mm -hmm. So as you can see, K-pop groups comes and goes, but the producer remains. Mm -hmm. But no one knows about him. It's kind of like, like the choreographer. The yeah, but the, but uh, he gets to do what he likes for a very long time. There's no in and out of fashion for him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm sure there's a uh, so lot that, of stress. I mean, if you're doing it for Blackpink or Twenty yeah. One or whatnot, I mean. Yeah, it's probably a lot of stress, but okay. Yeah, at least you get to do what you love. Yeah, so that's why I love it. Uh, I see him as a role model, and he earns a lot of money because you know you don't get paid normal salary producing big tracks like that. So that's my dream. Okay, if I say that in five years I look like that, I'm a little bit embarrassed. Like, oh man! Wait, wait. So what's like the that? equivalent in Vietnam? Is it space speakers? Or what? It's gonna be like space speakers. Or um, Sun Tung MTP's producer. I don't oh, know who that is. MTP Entertainment. 
Yes, uh, but a producer within that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Onion. I don't want to own the whole thing. If you own the whole thing, your your creativity goes away. It goes into yeah. something else, like how to navigate the legal context, how to sign agreements. I don't yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that yeah, five years producing music full time, mm-hmm. probably an employee mm-hmm. uh, of some major record label. Mm-hmm. That's a dream state, okay? But I realistic state. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that so long? There, are, like you mentioned, right? There are lots of um, pool factors. No pressure, pressure pool. Not even opportunity cost. Like other things you could be doing, but pressure telling you to do other things. Yeah. For example. For example, uh, you know, married now. Oh, congrats. congratulations! <laughs> <laughs> That's how long we've been away from the podcast. <laughs> Long's got <And> married. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, I got married over Christmas. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening and being part of this process. I don't think many people listen to this, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> just us, just me when I edit. Thank you, Long. Yeah, you're you're doing a good job editing. <laughs> uh, so I got married. Can, can, can you like use your own YouTube account and then comment on it? <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations, Long, on your wedding and also for editing this podcast. Yeah. But um, as I said, yeah, with marriage comes responsibilities. Yeah. For example, mm-hmm. now you're not just one person. You're mm-hmm. a team with someone else. Oh, really? So you haven't been a team for the past seven <laughs> years? No, not legally. But... Okay. Spiritually, I think that we're a team. But now legally, and it's a realization point. Oh, shit. Can we just playing around now? I have to generate dollars. <laughs> <laughs> What is wrong with you when you say the word dollars? <laughs> dollars, okay. And soon we'll be having kids. It'll Those be really funny will... if you say you have to generate dongs. <laughs> <laughs> dong is losing value. Oh okay. shit! No, dong is great. Next. <laughs> so yeah, pressure. You see, and uh, I don't know. Everything is okay here in the UK, but I feel I have a feeling if we move back to Vietnam, there'll be lots of. Um, other pressure points. For example, you know, relatives commenting on, "Oh, what's this guy doing? Making some sort of trash beats at home." Piss Generate. off! That's what you no. said. <laughs> no. Piss off! <laughs> right. So now, the more, the more that happens, the more people talk like that, and it's it's just. And coupled with the fact that your music, let's say my music, doesn't have any positive feedback, it doesn't hit millions. It might hit one day, but the longer that process is, and the more people who talk, oh yeah, he's shit, he's doing nothing, it, it plays with your minds, and then you start to give up. I mean, I told Long that he should be making tracks for Viet Devils, like just a couple <laughs> of tracks. And that will propel him to success so much quicker. But he's not buying it. I'm buying it. I'm just waiting for my new Mac. And then I told him by then, <laughs> Bit Devils would have a hundred thousand subscribers, and he would have to 
pay <laughs> to actually have his beats be on our platform. Unless my channel propels to 200,000. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then sorry, I can be. <laughs> but yeah, that's my ideal state. Okay, let's talk about you. Peking, What's your man. ideal state? Peking, oh. god damn it. What's wrong What's with you? What's your ideal state? What's your ideal state? I think we should talk about Bit Devils first. We haven't even talked about Bit Devils. Oh yeah, what is Bit Devils? So, yes, we've been away <laughs> from the podcast <laughs> for way too long because long got married <laughs> and um, I basically founded a new brand. And for those who don't know, Viet Devils is a community for Vietnamese Manchester United fans. And the reason why this is a thing is because football opinion has always been there. You can see it on Facebook, you can see it on Instagram, you can see it everywhere, right? After a game, during a game, before a game, whatever, people give their opinion about football matches or the team that they love and football passion has always been there. And it's, 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 there's a saying that you can divorce your wife, you can change your religion, but you can't change your football team. I think this is very true. Very rarely do I see someone changing their football team unless like, they're new to the game. Fine. Right. But people divorce all the time. People change their religion all the time. I see that a lot. But I, I just don't see people changing their football team, right? If they're passionate about it. That's true. So the passion is there and people have opinion. But what I'm seeing in the market at the moment is that the opinion is centralized. It's centralized in BT Sports, in Sky Sports, or in Vietnam, it's Gakup, right? All of these media agencies. And it's centralized in some people, some commentators being like mm. Vian, right? Yeah. There's certain people who give their opinion that everyone listen to. But innately, as a matter of fact, everyone has an opinion on football. So how do we create a platform that is scalable enough to bring the voice to the fans, mm. right? Because only as a fan do you really care about your football club and you want to say the blunt truth about the football club. You're not tied by commercial reasons. You're not tied by political interests, etc. As though that you're working in a gag up, a BT Sports, a Sky mm. Sports, right? Mm. As a fan, you just want the best and you're willing to say exactly what you think about people who have influence in the industry. As a commentator, it's less so because you would have certain relationships that you have to respect that you wouldn't yeah. be able to tell the truth. Mm -hmm. And that's why I founded Bit Devils. And this fan channel format in the West, it's quite common. You've got a lot of mm -hmm. fan channels. But in Vietnam, Viet Devils is the first ever football fan channel. Mm -hmm. um, and over the past three months, we grew to, I mean, by the time this video is up, it will be 10,000 subscribers. Mm -hmm. And that's ginormous, right? If you think about Convo Comrade's YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> what do we have? 200. 300 or something yeah i don't know but okay. this this is completely different and i think it's not about the fact that it's less so about the fact that 
our content on Combo Comrades is not good. It's just that we're touching on a broader audience by speaking Vietnamese, really, on Viet Devils. Mm. And it's growing so fast, exponentially. And every now and then, every few weeks, I have to think about what's the next post to, com- to, 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 to celebrate the new milestone that we're hitting. Yeah. Constantly, constantly. And we're going through a rebranding now and there'll be a new logo and a new YouTube and Facebook banner coming up very soon. It's going to be sick. Yeah. Um, sounds, yeah. So that's a bit devils. Yeah, it sounds so so much more exciting than Convo Comrades, right? Like so many, <laughs> so many. Oh, we hit a new milestone. Oh, more followers. <laughs> What do we have to do to uh, accommodate those new followers? But with Convo Comrades, it's a more mellow. Oh, okay. Hello, our usual listeners. <laughs> How um, have you been? <laughs> hi, mom. <laughs> so I've just sent you, I've just sent you the banner. You can look at it. And for those who want to see, you can just go on our YouTube channel, Viet Devils, or Facebook, Viet Devils as well. But it's in the making at the moment. And the banner Uh, I can see Long. He's he's oh, gonna good. be he's gonna be so shocked. <laughs> he's gonna be so shocked when he sees the banner. It's sick. It's this is, so. Uh, this it is, is ne- very good. It is next level. It is next level, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, like I said, yeah, we're talking about creativity, right? And when I'm mm. doing Fit Devils, it's about gaining, leveraging on the experience that I have in so many different things. And if you see the banner, you see that. It's taking inspiration from arts that I've seen before. For mm. example, the left-hand side, you can see the trophies on the mountain. It's mm. inspiration from Mount Rushmore mm. in the US. And yeah. also from the Law of the Rings, where you see a lot of statues being engraved on mountains, etc. as well. So that's the inspiration mm. I got. The army of fans, right? That comes from films like Kung Fu Panda, where mm. I see, you know, the, you know, the turtle master, right? Mm. There's a turtle master and he leads an army to fight the other army. That's the inspiration that I got. Mm. Manchester United, Old Trafford, of course, from the experience that I've gotten, but also from the videos that I've captured in Old Trafford, where certain angles just look really good. Mm. And of course, the mascot itself, Bit Devils, it comes from just my, I think my ability to draw cartoons when I was a kid. Mm right yeah and yeah. combining with the vietnam element and the devil elements together to create that viet devil mascot and of course things like you know the setting and the scenery from a different planet that comes from marvel and mm. also comes from ideas like my year 2021 that part where i the world exploded and ink was splatting out you know it's, mm. it's a bit futuristic so that comes from there so it comes from different areas and when i'm doing viet devils There's a lot of creativity behind it in terms of building a brand, um, building a community, and how do we make a brand that is premium enough, but it's also inclusive enough for the broader Vietnamese community who are fans mm. of Manchester United. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. To speeches. No, 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 more, no more questions. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, was uh, I mean, I, I I didn't do it. The idea came from me, but we've got a very talented artist who's a passionate Manchester United fan as well. Uh, mm. Shout out to Leon Art. Um, mm. He did the drawing. And I think he did it from Adobe Illustrator. Oh, wow. Very yeah. good. You need a good uh, PC for that. Yeah, good MacBook. <laughs> <laughs> Latest RAM. 
<laughs> but anyway, why are we talking about Vietnam Boss? Because there was a question that I said. Yeah, the question was uh, first. ideal state. Oh, okay. Five yeah. years. So ideal state in five years' time. Um, I think because I'm a person of creativity, I think I would want to do something in the creative space. This is my mm. strength. Mm. But it's not just pure creativity, like drawing an art piece and then hoping to sell it, right? It's about creativity and understanding what business value it brings to the world. Yeah. Right. Because over the course of the past couple of years, I mean, you might not know this, but when I hit 30, which is very soon, it's mm. very sad to say it. When I hit 30, I do want to make a video on my YouTube channel talking about 10 lessons that I've learned um, mm. that I wish I knew before I hit 30. Yeah. And one of the things that I realized is, at least for me, life is broader than yourself. It's broader than yourself because, for example, on my YouTube channel, right? I can hit the views and I can hit the subscribers if I just stick to one niche. I think the formula for YouTube is very clear. So easy. Mm. If you just literally do one thing and do it very good and do that niche for over how many years and you frequently upload, you will get your subscribers and you will get your views and you will get your recognition. But for me, there was a bit of selfishness in the sense that I wanted to do it for myself. Right? So that's why I jumped topics. I jumped mm. practices. I jumped domains. Mm. Right? From K-pop to choreo choreography. In a way, it's quite similar. But then I jumped to vlogging, then I jumped to cinematic travel, then now I'm jumping mm. to Man United. I'm jumping all the time because yeah. personally for me, creativity-wise, I'm not fulfilled. And if I'm not fulfilled, I might just quit YouTube altogether, right? Yeah. So I yeah. would rather still doing YouTube, but I just jump and do different things. And that's yeah. why the Hiyosuke K Ray channel, I mean, it's gotten 80,000 views, I'm sorry, subscribers, over 10 years. That's, that's, not, that's not very good. Mm. But I'm okay with it because I'm still able to do it. But for Viet Devils, it's about doing one thing and that formula will, will work. Mm. And I know for a certain fact that this year in 2022, we will hit 100,000 subscribers. I don't know when, but we will hit mm. 100,000 subscribers. So going back to the point, life is broader because when you're doing something that is broader than yourself, then you will see that there is a lot of value that you're bringing to different communities, right? Mm. So two things, two projects in my mind. Number one is Viet Devils and building this community that is bigger than myself, right? It's mm. not a Hiroshi Kairi thing. Yes, I founded it, but it's bigger than that. And we will be bigger than that. There will be a point, for example, where I will not go online. I will not talk. It will be other people in the community who do the mm. talking and I'll be doing the management, for example, behind the scenes. Mm. Right. Mm. So that's something that can happen in the future. Um, so that's one. And number two is we've talked about this, but there is something here about storytelling and making positive business impact for travel and lifestyle clients. That's something that I can still do. Right. Mm. And this is more project based, whereas Viet Devils is more scalable and ongoing. So it's slightly different. Yeah. Um, this is less so about building a brand, but more about individual bilateral relationships with clients. And Viet Devils is about relationships with a broader community and users or 
people within the community, right? So the two formats mm-hmm. are very different. But what I do want to help businesses is not just make amazing social media content, visual content, digital content, understanding the strategy, et cetera, to make the right content to help them to ultimately bring revenue and profits, et cetera. But also it's bigger than that. It's about how do we tell the right story and how do we make sure that these businesses help the world Mm. through their products and services. And for example, in travel, it's about environmental, right? Eco traveling, Mm. you know, sustainability traveling. Are they a sustainable business, right? And yes, it fits both from a business perspective that they're going to be capturing that market who care about sustainability, but also it fits with the values that I have as well about caring for the environment. So something broader than just myself, right? So once again, two projects, but things that are bigger and broader and bigger, um, more expansive than yourself, that will bring you a bit more joy and fulfillment and motivation to continue doing. Yeah. Sounds very uh, realistic and achievable compared to my ideal state. <laughs> Employee of... Well, you don't oh. even have a bloody laptop at the moment to do what you want to do. I feel... Let me adjust my ideal state, okay? Compared to yours now. This is called benchmarking. <laughs> now that I've heard your version of it. I think my more realistic ideal state will be... I'll still have a full-time job, right? <laughs> uh, to support the periods where I don't generate any income with music. Okay. And uh, so now I'm thinking a little bit and shifting to, okay, I love making music right? regardless of money. If I can make music for money, that'd be great. That's a bonus. But regardless, I still want to make music. And in order to do that, I need to sustain myself financially somehow. So my focus has been switching from, okay, let's do music. Let's be smart. Let's be consistent and hope one day I will hit big and make a lot of money to let's find ways to make money to sustain myself so I could be doing music carefree <laughs> right you see you see so if i make music and i don't make any money that's fine because i have these other things could be a job could be a, i don't know renting out houses that sustain myself financially okay but chicken and egg kind of thing i don't know but if you have a full-time job, there will be a point where you realize that in order for you to go to the next level in your music making journey, mm. you need mm. more time. And so that's why we talk about career breaks and all that stuff, right? Because we need more time. And that How points- are you going to get that time if, in the future if you become more senior? Exactly. But that, I think, there has to be a signal for that. Like, oh, shit, suddenly got... My Ronaldo one... chant track on Vietnam was 200,000 views. This is the real shit. <laughs> I'm telling you, look, I'm not, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding about this. Like, if you want to get followers quickly and you want to mm. bring value to a community quickly and get your name out there, 
make music for Viet Devil. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I, not denying it. I'm, yeah. I'm seeing the value there. Yeah. And I will make it with my new laptop. Okay. <laughs> why, why can't you do it now? I don't get it. Why can't you do it now? Why do you need your new laptop? Because it's so bad. It's so slow. You've just edited from my Sony videos, 4K 120 frames per second for your wedding. And it's completely fine. I have to like shuffle all my storage out temporarily. Yeah. So it can't look, what I'm saying is for that video, it could, it can be done, right? You probably had a lot of pressure from Lan or Lan's mother. I don't know. Yeah. In yeah. order to make that video. So with enough pressure, you can do it. What I'm saying is now, if you're waiting for a few more months, it's opportunity cost. It's better to start now, like do it now. Don't delay, don't postpone. I understand your point. I understand your point. <laughs> what, what I'm saying is it can be done. It's just that you haven't applied enough pressure on yourself to do it. Yes. But imagine the- like if you release a track now, it gets 10,000 views. That's already way too much compared to what you're getting at the moment, right? Mm, yeah. And then you get immediate feedback so that you have enough feedback to work on the next track immediately. It's not something that you can just drop a track and it gets a million views. It takes time. And so you yeah. have to utilize, you, have, you need to utilize the time now. You're delaying too much, man. That's, that's I understand. I really, I, I know it. I know it. But this <clears throat> editing the video with your forget footage has been painful because it's been so slow. I've been waiting. It's buffering. It's loading. And it's, it was yeah, okay. But, what, but what, what I'm saying is, because you haven't seen the results of the labor yet. Because your video, I'm sorry, it probably got 100 or 200 views, right? Yes, mm. it's great, it's beautiful, etc. And we all watch it and it was, it was amazing. But there's a different sense of achievement when you're releasing something to a community of 10,000 people. Mm. And it's, the thing is, bear in mind, this is completely new in the market. I'm always thinking about revolutionary things and disruptive things. This is mm. new. With the, you, you never think about people doing track or crazy beats about football in Vietnam. Yeah. yeah. This is no, new. It's, new. it's a green yeah. field and you need to jump into it immediately ASAP. Yeah. That's all I'm saying, good. man. That's all I'm saying. I know. I understand it. I know. I, I know it's, the intention. It's, it's it's, it's like Viet Devils at the moment. To me, it's Greenfield. I have to jump onto it immediately, right? And that's why at the moment, I'm losing sleep. You know, I'm doing projects in my, in my company during the day. And at night, I'm managing a startup, right? And now I'm spending the time to finish off and close off the podcast. And whilst also I'm editing my YouTube videos on my, my main channel as well, I'm doing a shitload. But I know that I have to do it because if I don't do it now, I'm going to regret that's the mentality that you need to have because mm. these opportunities, they don't, they don't just present themselves there. And if you don't grasp it, you're going to regret. That's the thing. What I'll think, think about it. Okay. <laughs> I know uh, what I'm saying is I realize your point. Okay. But I also realize the pain of having a slow computer. It interferes with your creativity process. You cannot it do does. a lot I, of things. I used to have that as well. I used to have shit computers before I bought my MacBook. I sorry, iMac. Yeah, and it it's a, it makes the process less enjoyable. 
I care about enjoying my time making music. You're trying to get too many things. You you're trying to to achieve too many things, mm, and therefore and thereby you achieve nothing. Mm. Well, I mean, don't feel offended when I said what nothing. Yeah, right? yeah, you still yeah. got your job and all that stuff. But what I'm saying is, in this creativity journey that you're trying to 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 attain, and mm. you're embarking on, you're achieving at the moment nothing. Because mm-hmm. you're trying to, you want everything to be aligned. You need to be, you need to to have the right gear. You need to feel creative, inspired. You need to make music in the right area, not football. You need to enjoy the process. Like you're trying to achieve too many things and thereby achieving nothing. Yeah. I'm so blunt, but that's how I see it. And it is Bar- true. It's Barney, true. Barney's going to listen to this, and Barney's going to say that is exactly how I am, right? Because I had a one, not even one, a two-hour call with Barney just a few days ago about the direction of what he wants to do in the future, and I was mm. the exact same. I gave him the exact same message. He was trying to achieve too many things, right? Whereas it, at the moment, in front of him, there's an opportunity there that he could grasp. But he's just saying, "Oh, but I kind of feel like I want to do this as well, in terms of my own <laughs> personal emotional motivation-wise, etc." I understand that, but you can do that once you've achieved the bare minimum first. Get mm. what is in front of you, and then you can always achieve what you want to do five years down the road when you have the platform to do it and when you have more flexibility to do it. Mm. Do I like the logo that we created now? I did it in one hour. I don't like that logo. Do I like the banner on Dead Devils? No, I don't. But I'm okay with it because it's the bare minimum that I need in order to kickstart Dead Devils. Do I like the quality of the videos that we're uploading at the moment? No. Some of the microphones are bad, right? Sometimes I can't hear what the members are saying, and therefore yeah. it affects how I understand their analysis of the game, right? Sometimes I'm not happy with the background. Right, I want a green screen. I want a a well designed background, like you know Mark Goldbridge from the United Stand, the biggest fan channel in the world. Right, hmm. I, I want a lot of things, but sometimes I have to be okay with these things not being there yet in order to get this community going. That's, That's a good is. point. That's, That's a very is. good point. Uh, just wait until it sink into me. <laughs> just in six months' time, and then when just, I get my new MacBook, yeah, exactly. Just when you <laughs> anyway. No, yeah. I'm saying I'm re- I have registered your point. I understand all the arguments, but <laughs> <laughs> but I'm waiting for my new MacBook. All right, that's your choice. <laughs> yeah, no, and I appreciate it. Now let's say. It. This is an opportunity. You recognize it for me. I really appreciate it. Okay, <laughs> that's all. Anything else that we need to discuss on creativity? No. <laughs> it felt like we just had a very heated session on. Seizing the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's more of seizing the opportunity, um, but also in the creative space, 
right? Mm. It's not yeah. like uh, I don't know. You have the opportunity to buy Bitcoin. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, in some ways it's applicable, but yeah. Anyway, it's it's still within the creative space, I guess. I mean, we talked yeah, about what we talked about video making. We talked about video editing. We talked about creative journeys, beat making, dance choreographies, all of these things. So overall, I think to conclude, creativity doesn't necessarily need to be like you know you holding a paintbrush and painting something, right? Yeah. You can be creative in other fields as well. I mean, the other day, what was it? We went to uh, a friend's house, was it Ha and Anne, right? Mm. And we mm. had cake. And I saw that there was creativity in baking. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And in making a cake. Yes, you do copy certain people and copy certain recipes, But then there is creativity in how you present the cake, in maybe one or two more ingredients that you add in, in how you cut the cake, in mm. how you market the cake and sell it to people on Instagram, etc. There, there is creativity in that. And as long as you think of new ways to bring value to new audiences or existing audiences, that's creativity. There can be creativity in, let's say, accounting, as boring as it sounds, mm. but you might think of new ways to copy and paste things that make the process <laughs> faster, right? <laughs> Different ways to present the numbers so it's clearer, etc. as well. There's and always creativity like, uh, in so many things, yeah. Creative accounting is always the source of fraud. When you want to do creative accounting, <laughs> it means you want to hide something. Yeah, But, maybe. Yeah, I agree to your point. Creative and everything. For example, uh, house decoration, right? Uh, I think Mango and also Land, they were doing a lot of house decorating, how to, the layout of things. That also takes creative effort. Exactly. So it can be in anything. Exactly. Okay, cool. Anything else? Well, I, I don't well, think we uh, <laughs> I don't think we have any comments uh, coming through because uh, basically our audience hates <laughs> us and they don't care about us anymore. So no. no reading of comments, nothing of that. Wait, let, let me just ask the audience this question, right? Yeah, can you please comment down below, please? Yeah, okay, your answer. Let let know. I want to ask this question. Do yeah, you but, want? But, but um, I'm saying when you ask it. Make sure that you ask them to comment down below as well, so you know that. Oh what yeah, the yeah, is. of course, of course. And let me ask the audience this question: Do you want Convo Comrades to continue? <laughs> <laughs> If we receive more than 300 responses, 300 absolute bullshit, right? Three is difficult, man. Three is. You might get okay, your mum to say it. You might get. I mean, I can ask Mango to write something. <laughs> I'm not even sure. I'm trying Land to. Land probably don't. <laughs> I'm trying to make it impossible, but okay. Ten. If there are more than ten comments, yeah, saying we want Convo Comrades to continue, and the reason why, in a clear and concise paragraph <laughs> in your comment. <laughs> We will consider continuing convo comrades. That is okay. our two points. Am I picking? I think 10 is definitely impossible. So I agree with the number 10. <laughs> <laughs> But also, I love how you said clear and concise. 
and normally it's like <laughs> sentence, but then you say paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> we will not accept anything if it's not a paragraph, but it has to be concise. <laughs> Clear, concise paragraph. We're looking for 10 of those on our YouTube. Yeah, YouTube video. Yeah, all right. right. That's the only source where we will mark our submission. Okay. Okay, then let's see. Who it's, not get out <laughs> it's not gonna happen, man. All right. Well, thank you everyone so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. But we still have two more episodes. Next episode is with our golden guest, Quinn. We uh I think we recorded it before Christmas. Uh, no, no, we recorded it in October. <laughs> and we said that we would release it in Christmas. So yeah. he's probably like, bloody waste of my time. <laughs> Three hours of my time. <laughs> no, it's super interesting. So I'm, I have been uh, editing that. Uh, I, I need to finish it though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. so that's that. Uh, can we take a screenshot of this for Facebook? Let's do something funny. You're going to take the screenshot, right? Yeah, I'm doing the screenshot. Okay, we got the screenshot. All right, thanks everyone. Tune in to the next episode. Bye-bye. That's it. Bye.